You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. That uh, Tito and the Tarantulas? Yeah, Tito and Tarantula. I haven't heard that in a while. They are one of my favorite all-time bands. Is Tito and the Tarantula? Tito and Tarantula. Tito and Tarantula? Yes. Okay, both. Together uh, They were together in, as one. Yes. They were in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, right? Yep. That is a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. How would you classify? I've been thinking about this because okay. I, one of my favorite bands all time, I love Tito and Tarantula. It's yeah. just such haunting, groovy music. I remember this specific song they played in from Dust Till Dawn was a great song too. Uh, Don't Look Back. Is that it? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember it. What would you, how would you classify that genre of music? Hmm haunting Spanish jazz. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's got like a desert rock. Yeah, for sure. To thing to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a genre that, you know, how many other bands could you say sound like Tito and Tarantula? It's just, yeah, they got, really they, they unique got music going on for yeah. sure. Apparently they're huge in uh, Germany. <laughs> Leave it to the Germans. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Germany. I was in, uh, I don't even remember when, it was 2004. But I was in downtown Berlin and everyone was dressed up like cowboys. Really? I was like, man, fucking Germans. Every time just got their own thing going on. <laughs> and all of these, like, it was like the hipster, like super high end chic part of Berlin. And all of the storefronts were all like leather chaps. What year was this? 2004. You were touring? Yes. In? Yes. Yeah, it was wild. And I didn't see that. I was like, I guess maybe, you know, Europe's weird, but nowhere else in Europe is only in Germany. No, Germans are fucking weird, man. <laughs> they got their own thing. They really do. That's a, that's a topic that's worth delving into. Yeah. Yeah, the, the German culture is so strange. They have some of the best movies that have ever been made uh-huh. and they're all kind of disturbing. Did they make uh, Human Centipede? 
would not surprise me. <laughs> Sounds German. I know, I think well, the, the main German. character was German. German I think that's yeah. Yeah. close enough. Yeah. Uh, they made that movie Dark Knight and, uh, or no, what's it called? Anyways, yeah, just very dark, but well done art, mm-hmm. you know? There's, and they hold some fucking baggage. They got it, some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Speaking of Germans, I'll tie this around very, mm-hmm. very loosely here mm-hmm. in the end, is right before New Year's, I had went and trained, and I was at like holiday fatigue, just on my last legs, drug myself to the gym, trained, came home, house guests, put everyone to sleep, cleaned the kitchen, sit down, and I was like, I wanted to do some, I wanted to read up on some stuff and do some writing. And as soon as I sat down, my sister-in-law goes, Matt! You got. You should come look at this. So I go in our guest bathroom. There's a German. No. Oh. Completely full of raw sewage. Ah. I was like, Eddie, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. And it's like, ten o'clock, and I'm just, I'm trying to. I got the plunger. And I was like, nothing's gonna work. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. And then, but you could start to smell it throughout the house, and so, I told my wife, I was like, I, I have to deal with this now. Like, this sucks. I put my clothes on drive to Safeway and just get all the Drano that I could carry in my arms because apparently all the shopping carts have been converted into housing in the parking lot. And I dump all this stuff onto the counter and this you, there's this like chipper, like young dude working the counter. He's got this big grin on his face and kind of looks at me and looks down at all the Drano and looks back at me. He's like, looks back at <laughs> the Drano. I kind of confused. <laughs> this dude goes like, how's it going? How's your night going? <laughs> Yeah, Todd, really good, really good. Yeah, Thanks for asking, how was your Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just kind of wrapping up the holidays. I thought I'd uh, come grab a couple bottles of Drano and kick my feet up by the fire and unwind. Just have a little me time. I appreciate you asking there, bud. Thank you. Yeah, Todd, have you heard the expression "read the room"? It's ten thirty on a Thursday night at Safeway, and I'm here in my pajamas buying a bunch of bottles of Drano. How do you fucking think my night's going? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And you in his position. You get home and tell that same story. And being the polite gentleman that you are, you don't ask, how's your night going? And you're telling that story to me or to your wife or your friends. And we say, you didn't fucking say anything. (laughs) Dude, you work in a supermarket. You're in a dead end job. Your life is going nowhere. You can't at least entertain yourself by saying, how's your night going? (laughs) Or even better is that he got off work and he's having beers with his friends like oh man I fucking got this guy good that came in right pajamas arm full of Drano totally like, you won't believe he's it. still talking about it <laughs> exactly this fucking dumbass dude how else do you pass the time working at a supermarket checking people out like beep beep how's it going good you good beep I mean what the fuck rough night it's like the time that uh no, Todd, Todd, life's all right, man. Life's all right. <laughs> Just buying some Drano at 1030 at night. So it was out of town once and uh, for like the weekend. And for whatever reason, when she came home, I had like, you know, your, your underwear wears out eventually. Just I wear it till just like falling off my body. Mm-hmm. And so I threw this like holy pair of boxer shorts in the trash Mm -hmm. and Melissa came home the next day and she's like, she looked in the trash and she's like, underwear in the trash, huh? Rough night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Fazit. Uh, we did have two uh, listeners in Germany uh, last week. Very nice. So shout out <laughs> to <laughs> to our German, the German connection. Um, did you hear, Maddie, mm-hmm. that uh, Dana White has a new show coming out? Mm-mm. It's this fighting. It's kind of like a fighting show. Oh, is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's called, uh, hold on, wait for it. Damn it, I should have looked up the name before I started bringing this up, huh? Dana White Show. I think it's called like Super, oh no, it's called Power Slap. Oh boy. And yeah. it's <laughs> apparently where two people. I've seen it. I mean, stand, I've seen not Well, I'm not, show. I'm telling okay. you okay. for the benefit of okay. our audience. All right. The two people stand on either side of a podium mm-hmm. and just slap the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. You've heard about this? Yes, I, I have seen it. This you has have. been going on for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're going to, re- they're going to release like the first like airing of this show uh-huh. recently. It's called CTE. What, what are they calling the show? <laughs> <laughs> I believe they're calling it uh, nothing to do with domestic abuse show because they delayed it a week after he, he and his was wife. also in the news for some other things. <laughs> exactly. <That's right. laughs> so they decided maybe to delay it one week, the release of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could see how those optics would overlap. <laughs> it is a little kind of not exactly form. the right timing for the show to come out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you Boy, could. Boy, I'm just red faced <laughs> about this. But check out my new show about slapping the <laughs> shit out of people. <laughs> they should have used it their advantage, right? <laughs> just after they're he and his wife are done slapping each other, be like, check out the new show Sundays <laughs> at six. <laughs> oh wow. Where are you on uh, New Year's resolutions? Domestic abuse? Oh. Yeah. I'm against it. New Year's resolutions. Oh, four. Four. I'm pro. Are you? Sure. I don't think you are. No? Why not? (laughs) I don't know. No, I'm not really. Well, here's the thing. I've always thought that New Year's was just any other day. I agree. And I've, uh, I think you could say that about a lot of days. I think you could say that. And this is this is the thing. It's not a new year. Today could be a new year. Right. March 15th could be a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're picking an arbitrary point around the sun. Same thing with your birthday. Supposedly. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Assuming that you believe in such things. Uh, same thing with your birthday, right? It's just a random mm-hmm. day. But here's the thing. Right. I was telling you recently about... My buddy's mom, who is uh, Vietnamese. Yeah. Communism. Yes. Everyone's birthday is on the same day. Did I tell us on the podcast already? Yes. Really? Yes. I got to quit drinking. (laughs) It's important to make uh, a note of landmarks and have a reason to be motivated to do things for the better. And why not have a new year's resolution? Mm-hmm. If that's the time to do it, then that's, you know, take advantage of this zeitgeist that is everyone having new resolutions in a year. So I'm for it in that sense. I'm against it in principle, but at the end of the day, if it's an excuse to be a better person, then fuck yeah, let's do it. Eh, I can see it. No one ever sticks to them. No. And I feel like everyone's are exactly the same. Yeah. 
and I don't want to hear about them. I mean, much like I don't want to see, I don't want to see your vacation photos. I mean, I, I'd like to hear from Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Everyone's everyone. Well, I'm going to lose eight pounds by summer. Like I I didn't ask. And why would you tell me this? Like, what what am I going to do with this information? Like, did you need my help with something? I don't know. But then the caveat is like, if your new year's resolution is something badass, like I'd want to hear about it, but that never seems to be the case. That's why I never want to hear about it. Like if you're sitting around like dinner table, there's no such thing as a badass resolution. Well, what about this sitting around and it's like going around like, all right, aunt Cheryl, like your turn. She goes, okay, well, this is going to be a surprise, but, um, I always wanted to come clean about that hitchhiker. I hit back in 96 and left for dead when I was in college. <laughs> it's just, I was just about to graduate and I just didn't want to throw it all away at the time. And, you know, I had been drinking and it's just been a dark cloud over my head this whole time. This is my year. I'm going to come clean. That I don't want to hear. That's not a resolution. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, sure. It is. What was she resolving to do? Come clean about killing it. She just came clean. Done. (laughs) Done and done. She got to go to the authorities. (laughs) She doesn't have to. You could do it for her. Tomato, tomato. Well, you probably should go to the authorities or everyone at this table is going to do it for you. So there you go. Congratulations. (laughs) You met your New Year's resolution. Uh, Matt, you're next. Wow. Uh, Lose eight pounds, I think, by... (laughs) Sorry about the anti-climax, but I was going to be more organized with my paperwork for my taxes. (laughs) Okay, some gravy down here. (laughs) All right, let's... uh, How's that pregnant treating you? Dude, it's (laughs) fucking... cheeks are getting full. I know. (laughs) I am a fat fuck. (laughs) I'm in the best shape of my entire life. By far. Uh-huh. I'm as strong as I've ever been. I'm like a fucking ox over here. You could throw a yoke on me and plow a field for you. Nice. And I'm a fat fuck. Nice. Yeah. You weighing yourself? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm not that heavy. I'm at, What's uh, all the fatness? That's like water, right? I, I don't really know. That's what Eli tells me it is. Hmm. Our resident uh, expert on all things just outside of the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eli. Uh, no, I only weigh like 175. Hmm. Maybe, you know, 178 on a. Did you weigh yourself before this? Yeah. Interesting. About the same. I always find it weird when people tell me. I haven't gained actual weight. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. I'm, I look like a fat fuck. Mm-hmm. I have big round cheeks. Mm-hmm. I have a big belly on me i'm stronger than i've ever been and i haven't and i weigh exactly the same weird yeah and that the strongness is you know by my own account okay i mean it's not like i've done a competition or anything but all right well i'll ask eli when i see him (laughs) (laughs) why that is it's the weirdest episode i've ever done (laughs) um you got anything interesting to talk about uh, I, cause someone asked me, I got into the, the reason why I was asking it is that someone is telling Oh, you didn't just care. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. And I was asking someone, they were talking about like that they wanted to lose weight. Like, I'm going to lose so many pounds. I'm like, and like, I'm down something like it was some weird specific amount. Like I'm down 0.6 pounds what? from Christmas day or something like that. I'm like, 0.6 pounds. Like, what do you weigh yourself every day? Do you weigh yourself every hour? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you drink two cups of coffee, you're going to weigh different, right? 
it's just like, you don't weigh yourself every day. And I was like, I mean, I do, but I do it like, so what I do is I weigh myself every morning, but holding a different piece of furniture from the house. Yes. And I know like roughly what I weigh. Right. And then like I do the math in my head and I put the furniture back. I'm like, okay, so I know what that way is. You know what the furniture weighs. Yeah. Yeah. So that way I'm, I'm sure you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So when you have like the occasional dinner guest, they come over and they go like, you know, cause when we moved into this house, we decided to get like spring and get new furniture. We both like like the nice kind of unique, like mid-century modern. Stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I love your guys' taste in furniture. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's, there are conversation pieces you could say, you know, that's kind mm -hmm. of eclectic looking and, mm -hmm. and unique. And so when someone comes in and goes, that is a lovely chair. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Weighs 26 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then when that awkward silence settles in, I just go like, look, you guys, we can talk about how much all the various furniture in my house weighs, or we can discuss like where all the gold went that was under Tower 7 that no one's seen since 9-11. It's up to you. I'm good either way. What do you guys want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And then they go like, uh, what about the end table? How much that weigh? How much do you think it weighs? 30 pounds? No. No. 19. God. Good guess. 30 19. pounds? Thanks for playing. Shut up. Yeah. Man. People, that's All the right. thing today, I'm though. I'm go clean out the garage. Babe, let me know when the dinner's ready. Dude, I run into this time and time again with people nowadays. It's Asking like, how much your furniture weighs? No. Well, very few people really know what, like, at furniture weighs, especially well-built furniture. Mm -hmm. You know? Even if they lift it up and, like, hold it, they can't tell you what it weighs. It's not like... Back in the day, not like this, when we were kids. Not I mean, this guy. Not mm -mm. this guy. Well, obviously you. I mean, you do it every day. Yeah. Otherwise, how else would I know what kind of shape I'm in? No, I didn't weigh my furniture. Yeah, you don't have to convince me. Yeah, I get it. Good morning. Time to get up and go to work. Dude, here's an article I ran across. So, uh... You're familiar with the organization known as Reason? Yes. Reason Magazine? Yes. Um, Reason Magazine is like the libertarian-esque milk toast, yes. right down the middle, kind of yeah. whatever one thinks libertarians are, Reason Magazine is yeah. that. So when people They're make- like the green day of libertarianism. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When people, you must love Green Day. I don't mind. You're, oh, you're into you're into <laughs> punk rock. I don't know. I mean, they're playing. I wouldn't turn it off. They're the Bob Marley. The, time. the Bob Marley of Bob Marley's libertarianism. Of <laughs> yeah. Um. So when I when I read Reason articles, it's often a mixed bag. Some of them are great. It depends, obviously, on who huh. is writing the article. Right. And some of them are just the fucking worst. Yeah. Like, why we should not um, be so upset by... Why we should not call ourselves capital L libertarians. <laughs> you know, they, they'll write articles of, like, why uh, it's okay to have children at drag shows uh -huh. and things. You know? Yeah. And how it's a total moral panic to worry about uh, the drag queen story hour and whatnot. So they're, they're terrible on some things, but they're great on other things. And I found this interesting article, the top 10 attacks on free range parenting in 2022. This is an article by reason by reason. Okay. And it's pretty good. 
I'm going to go through it with you. Interesting. Okay. Uh, uh, do, can you, I mean, do we need to, for the purpose of this discussion, do you need to give a quick overview of what they, how they define free range parenting? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's do that. So basically it's what free range parenting is, is, um, I think the definition that we all can kind of accept is what the author of the book, free range kids, is that what it's called? Wrote. Um, and she basically is saying that, Oh, whoa, whoa. uh, she's, I, I know what you're talking about. Go. Ahead. She's basically saying that, um, it's really important for your kids to be, right. uh, left alone. Yeah. This to, was written like, the, the way that we a, were about a decade ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to a podcast with the author, if I remember. Okay. Or a podcast about it. Um, I'm not going to That is weird. I just, up, I just had a discussion with a childhood friend, someone who I've known since I was five or six years old. Been one of my best friends still to this day. And we're talking about, you know, now that we have kids, that we were complete free range kids. Our kid, our parents just worked all the time. I never saw my parents. I saw them yeah. like right before I went to bed. Like we even made our own dinners and we were latchkey kids, I guess is what they used to call it. My parents were home. My mom was home when I got back from school, but I would just like throw my shit in the right dining room and then out back out the door. Yeah. We were outside. Yeah. Until it was dark. I would crawl through the storm drains around home, uh, Howard County, Maryland mm-hmm. in like, like rat infested storm drains. I go in on one end, come out on the other end, be in a completely different part of town. Yeah. Like just the gnarliest, like I can't imagine allowing my kid to do that <laughs> shit now. And yet I'm so glad that I was left alone to explore like yeah. that. We found some crazy shit in the woods in Maryland, man. I remember one time we found this barrel of acid and it was like a 50 gallon drum of acid. Damn. And if someone had just dumped it in the woods, wow! So they didn't have to dispose of it, like yeah. some super toxic shit. And we, you know, played around with it <laughs> as kids would do. <laughs> so, and that shit makes you into a really like well-rounded individual serial killer, <laughs> really well-rounded serial killer. Okay, the number one. Uh, on this list we scare because we care a halloween infographic from consumer product safety committee warned parents to follow cdc (laughs) advice wait wait tell me the name of that that (coughs) tell me the name of that group consumer product safety committee so yeah already fuck off i know (laughs) make sure that their trick-or-treaters wore masks why to protect against (laughs) covid-19 i was gonna say because it's halloween it used to be when we were kids. What did they scare you about? Uh, when I was a kid, it was razor blades and apples. Needles in the apples. Never fucking came to fruition. Yeah, never actually happened. That's why. But that guidance conflicted with earlier advice from the CDC released in September. In fact, the CDC no longer recommends universal masking, even in healthcare facilities where the inhabitants are presumably less healthy than happy kids running around grabbing candy. Okay, number two, daughter of a dying, bedridden 79-year-old 
on the sex offender registry in Shenandoah, Texas, asked for permission to provide her dad's end-of-life care in her home. Unfortunately, a local law prohibits anyone in the registry from living within a thousand feet of a playground. The daughter lives within that radius, meaning that the local officials barred her from caring for a dying old man who poses no threat to anyone in the community. Uh, what's the title of this list again? <laughs> Top 10 attacks on free range parenting. Okay. <laughs> that seemed a bit of a site. It does seem like a bit of a stretch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I get it though. It's you're in order to protect children. It's, it's just anytime the government gets involved with this kind of shit and makes up a law, you end up, the externalities end up worse than the what they're trying to actually do. So a bedridden sex offender is not allowed end of life care because he can't be within a thousand feet of a playground. Well, you know, do the crime, do the time. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm totally against that one. <laughs> okay. How about this one? Uh, the Lower Marion School District outside of Philadelphia canceled all six of its elementary schools' parades because the thought of having an entire school population of young children in a field surrounded by adults that we couldn't possibly screen was worrisome, said the district's community relations director. Jesus, really? Yeah. So they canceled a parade? Yep. Because they couldn't screen everyone that would be speaking to the ki- or interacting with the children. Well, to be fair, I remember because we had several parades a year when I was a kid, and I lost at least two, three friends. (laughs) Okay, that one makes... If we could just save one child, that makes sense. Okay, here's here's a good one. Uh, This one also... Well, let me me hear what your take is on this one. Stranger Danger Part 2. Last May, I, the person writing the article, last May, I was walking past my local elementary school in Queens in New York City. I paused to watch the kids at recess. The playground is behind a tall chain link fence. Nonetheless, the playground monitor told me, you're not allowed to watch the kids. <laughs> she said, I, I can't stand on a public sidewalk? No. When stand I did, the monitor called security. We can't let anyone watch the kids, said a more senior school official. It's our job to keep them safe. After suggesting that merely watching kids frolic does not automatically endanger them, I continued to I continued my walk home and the kids continued to play. Wait a minute. Was this guy 79 and was he bedridden? <laughs> uh, that seems ridiculous to me. Okay. Uh, Unless he had a mustache and he was like stroking it, then yeah, but keep walking. Okay. Um... Let's see. This one is in July, Josh Sabi and Sarah Perkins of suburban Boston took their sick three month old to the hospital. A routine x-ray found a small bruise on his rib cage, which a social worker immediately determined was evidence of abuse. Authorities came to the family's home at 1 a.m. seizing the baby and his brother after a month. And after a month and $50,000 in legal fees, the parents regained full custody of their kids. As for the bruise, it wasn't evidence of anything other than a very common minor infant injury, most likely caused by grandma when she pulled him out of his car seat. That's, yeah, that seems ridiculous. That shit, that borders... fucking scary. That borders on that New Zealand clip. Like, I would be hard-pressed not to murder the people taking my kid out of my house. Um... Yeah, I don't know if I could keep my composure if someone showed up at my house at 1 a.m. <laughs> demanding to take my kid out of here. Especially due to a bruise on his ribcage. 
That's yeah. I mean, a bruise on a kid's rib cage is like my kid is covered in bruises. Yeah, but he still won't listen. I know. Well, he does misbehave. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna skip ahead here. Uh, I'm just thinking at our gym is packed full of kids, like beating the crap out of each other. Yes. They're all covered in bruises. Totally. It's like, that like, could happen to any one of those kids. I see blood on a weekly basis yes. from those kids, from their faces. And they couldn't be happier, too. Totally. Well, after they settled down. No, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about the kid who won. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's insane. It, okay, this is uh, mom handcuffed and jailed for letting a 14-year-old ba- daughter babysit. At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, Georgia mom, Melissa Henderson, had to go to work but her kid's daycare center was shut down. She opted to let her daughter, 14, babysit the four younger siblings. One kid, age four, wandered off to a nearby friend's home and was gone perhaps 15 minutes. The friend's mom called the cops. They charged Henderson with reckless endangerment because they said the boy could have been kidnapped, run over, or you know, like this, bitten by a venomous snake. <laughs> In February... David DeLugas, founder of Parents USA, filed a new motion to dismiss this case. If she loses, Henderson could face up to a year in jail. She, dude, for leaving her. My kid's nine. I leave my home. I, yeah. yeah, you got it, bud. I'll, I'll be. Yeah, they had a fourteen-year-old babysitter. That's insane. It's insane. All right, and last but not least, what's 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 the narrative being proposed by Reason with this? Well, reason tends to, you know, want to promote. If they have one. Their their narrative is, um, I think on this one, is that we should not be enforcing laws that um, prohibit parents from doing what they feel is best with their kids. Yeah. Um, There's one here where these these parents uh, were driving alongside, so... Teneca, New Jersey, ring camera videotaped by a boy being followed by a car. He told its occupants, I do not accept rides from strangers. They laughed and said, we have candy. Keith Kaplan and Tina Councilman, who helps run the Tannic Today website, told one of the site's administrators, I bet you a dollar it's nothing. So they they heard about this story and they just said, this is bullshit. But a piece was published anyway. It went viral, terrifying the town. When local mom, Deborah Passner, saw it, she immediately called the police. That's her son, she told them. And me and my husband... Their kid was walking home from a party. They offered him a ride, and because he's a smart aleck, he pretended his parents were strangers. <laughs> exactly something you or I would do. On a more hopeful note, just last week, Kaplan got Tannock to pass a reasonable childhood independence ordinance. It states that letting kids have normal independence, like walking and playing outside, should not be classified as neglect. And actually, there's a lot of states that are passing... Uh-huh. Um, laws like this. In fact, the article goes on to talk about, yeah. like in Colorado and in Texas and Virginia and other places, they're uh, passing similar laws where um, it's like just let let kids be kids, right? Kind of laws. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thought that was kind of. Yeah, we were. My buddy and I were talking. We were, we were trying to. We were having a. We were honestly baffled. Like, why is that not a thing anymore? When we were kids. I mean, I think I remember being. Man, eight or nine years old, and just being totally alone with my friends. Yeah, their parents are at work, and just yeah, and nothing ever happened. And it's and I, it, I mean, something changed in the culture, and I'm not poking fun of, of any particular people because 
I feel the same way. It's like, uh, like my boy's nine and I'll leave him alone every once in a while. But it's just like, I don't know if this is the best idea. I feel like a little weird about this. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then, well, I'll make it a quick trip. You know, if I'm just like running to the store real quick, I'm not, you know, going to Vegas for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just running to Vegas for the weekend. I'll be back. Just quick. <laughs> There's cheese in the fridge. <laughs> no parties. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there is something... And I have to, so would go back. I think you were talking about number two or number three is about the parade. Yeah, we're going to cancel the parade, and it makes me think about like, what are we doing as far as a, a psychological element? What are you doing to these children? Because the, chil- the children are going to go, like, why are we not having the parade? And then the parents go like, you know, if they want to just be outright honest with their kids, go like, well, we couldn't screen all the adults. Why do you need to screen all the adults? I'm like, well, uh, there might be someone out there that's going to abduct you and, you know, do this or do that, you know, just, and you're just immediately, you're planning these just like awful negative, totally. like evil season. This kid, and now the kid is totally. like, oh, like I can't just enjoy my childhood. And I mean, I'm not saying like I embed my kid with safety, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, here's what you do, you know, anything from stay out of the street, uh, you know, stay away from dogs, you know, that you don't know and, you know. Only never open the door for a stranger, all the usual stuff. But I don't, I try not to terrify my kid. Like, you know, it's just a matter of time, you know, before some fucking whacked out pedophile is cruising the streets of the neighborhood or, you know, there's a school shooting at your school or anything like that. It's like, I'm not, I I don't want to make my child mentally ill. I feel like as as it pertains like the parade, it's like there's a whole community of children. It's like, what did you do to those children? And I don't know, just the, the idea of just, prematurely dismantling that childhood innocence that the world is a beautiful place and you know not they shouldn't be in, imbued with this certain amount of caution and everything but that's it's kind of heartbreaking to hear yeah i think it's up to us to be aware that we are just as easily indoctrinated and influenced by social media and mainstream media and tv and everything that we see movies to make us terrified yeah in the way that our parents were not terrified even though our kids are actually safer. Yeah. And we have to be aware that we are just as susceptible to all that shit as everyone else is. And it takes actual, like, intentional vigilance to not succumb to those awful thoughts. So, like, when I have uh, Junior at Sports City with me, he usually ends up hooking up with some stranger, some random kid, Mm -hmm. and they just tear up and down that facility back and forth and they're in places where I can't see him and I'm always like craning my neck to look like where is he like can I you know I just feel nervous all the time like I gotta keep an eye on him yeah but I have to I I deliberately fight that urge no I I, I, I do the same turn my head away even like I'm, I'm just gonna trust that he's okay yeah because intellectually I know he's statistically safer than he's ever been mm-hmm we're surrounded by friends in our hometown, his hometown at least. We there's zero possibility that anything is bad bad's going to happen to him. I mean, everyone in that facility, if someone tried to kidnap him, for example, yeah, would jump that person immediately. Yeah. You know. Now, granted there's there's tricks and there's ways that, you know. But you got to just trust. The other thing that we do, we actually did this the other day, and I don't think this is putting the fear you can put fear into your kid by saying you can't go to a parade because at a parade someone could hurt you. Right. Someone could kidnap you. Right. That's like, holy shit, what do you mean? 
don't worry about it. Just trust me. We can't go to the parade because it's too dangerous. Yeah. Then they just have this, the worst thought in their, in the world comes into their mind. Like how bad could it be if my parents won't even let me go to the parade? Like it must just be fucking or they canceled the awful. Yeah. Or they're going to cancel the parade. Like it must've been like in their minds, you know, dragons and fucking, you know, evil laser shooting killer clowns and monsters. <laughs> Something that was actually in major newspapers. <laughs> exactly. <years> <laughs> What we do though, we actually, we drilled the other day. Uh, what do you do if a stranger comes up to you and says, Hey, do you want to get in my car? Mm-hmm. Cause I got, and dude, I'm so glad we did because when we started the drill mm-hmm. and I said, I pretended I was pulling up in the car. Vroom, vroom, hey little boy, do you want some candy? You know what his reaction was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta work on that. Babe, I was wrong. Like, yeah. That whole podcast yeah. I did last week. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, you got to understand me. Like they're using the candy, you know? And so we, we did a few like rounds that I kept doing it over and over again. So I pull up, Hey, you want to see the little puppy dogs? And I have these puppies. You want to see them? And he's like, yeah. And then he'd go, where are they? And like, they're in my car. Come here. And that was the trigger. And yeah. he would run away. Nice. Right. So we're actually you know, he's learning how to be cautious and safe. And I can feel a little bit, you know, rest assured a little bit more that he's, you know, I can turn my back on him and not worry about just the worst thing in the world happening. And just to, uh, just want to clarify, you did this with your kid, not just some random kid you saw. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, I go around and I did like community service thing right. that I do. I go to okay. random neighborhoods and I just I look for, I recognize your face. <laughs> Cause I checked that fucking list, you know, <laughs> Cause you're paranoid, dude. I'm telling you, you got to relax. <laughs> oh boy. So I was thinking about something the other day that we brought up, you brought it up on the podcast and I don't, it just stuck in my brain. And for some reason it just like marinated and marinated it. And then it ended up being like something I just like thought about all week. And you brought up Adam Smith. Mm. And the way that he was just meandering up and down or his property and the coastline around his house and yeah. everyone around him was like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like they were having, they were essentially having like an intervention with him. Yeah. They're like, you're, you're muttering to yourself. You don't, you don't talk to people. You're just in your own world and you're constantly talking to yourself. And then we made this at the time, we made this joke about my wife says that to me all the time. Like, who are you talking to? I'm like, no one just, I'm. She's just thinking, you know, yep. just thinking. And uh, we thought it was funny at the time. But then, as it turns out, this guy who, you know, at bare minimum was a very, you know, seemed to be a somewhat eccentric dude from the little bit that I know about him. Most brilliant dudes are. Tur- turn, turned out to turn uh, out. Case so. in point. Uh, you know, produced some of the most brilliant intellectual works of our time, you know, of, of culture and economics and politics and society. And, you know, we, the, the point that you brought up, you know, he's just like, Hey, the, the man is thinking, like, let him think. He's yeah. thinking like he's, there's nothing wrong with him. Leave him he's alone. Just, just thinking he's, he's up in his own head, which is something that not that I'm by any means comparing myself to mm, you're pretty brilliant dudes. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I am always like that too. I might just constantly have this monologue going on in my head. You know, just, I hear about something I get interested in it and like I'll research it a little bit and then I'll take the dog for a walk and I'll look some research it some more. I'll go shoot my bow and I'll just kind of sit there and just stare off. And then someone will, you know, my wife will like, what are you doing? Like nothing. Just, and I'm just, I realized I've been here for 20 minutes, just like thinking about something. Mm -hmm. Not, Not even like fixated on like one particular subject, but just something, just letting the thought just kind of meander 
and just kind of kind of take it's like gravitate towards a course you know what i mean it's like where's this going to end up in my mind i don't have i don't i don't have like an uh, a, an end goal that i'm trying to get here i'm not like i'm trying to solve this thing or why is this like this you know what i mean just that's interesting and just let it like move you know what i mean and yeah just like think about let it. the cloud just pass through your brain slowly yes in one side and out and it led me to kind of start looking into studies and the way that we the same way that people suffer all of us suffer from the degree of presentism like well the way things are now is like where it ends you're like this is you know this is the worst it's ever been or this is mm-hmm. the most expensive this thing has ever you know what i mean mm-hmm. whatever it is and it's like no no we're just a speck on this path like it's just going to keep going and this today this year this decade whatever is going to be just inconsequential compared to like the history of humanity is we are like that with our brains. I started thinking about, cause I'm always like interested in the psychology of like people and the way that people think and the way that you think the the template, the psychological template that you have in your brain, you talk to people and they give you an idea response. And you're like, I just, that makes no sense to me. Like, and you, and you may, you might want to demonize them in your head or as much as you disagree. And you have to think like, their brain just works differently than mine. Like not all of our brains work, you know, we have this assumption that like everyone's brain more or less works the same and it doesn't. And I found this study <laughs> that a surprisingly num- like large number of people don't have an inner monologue in their head. What? Yeah. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Yeah. Like way more than people. Can you expound on that? Like, do you know what they, what's going on? Like they're not hearing. It's the words. way, the way that we or like people we know and this has nothing to do with like what your political affiliation is or what your thoughts are on this or that or you know what your religion society culture anything some people just don't think about shit they don't rattle stuff around in their head i'd like to know what that sounds like well and i can kind of relate because i have a thing uh in my own head that's unique i think Mm -hmm. because no one else can relate to this but i can't picture how much your furniture weighs (laughs) (laughs) i I can tell you no i know just by looking at it i don't have to lift it up actually damn yes next level yeah uh i can't picture people's faces in my head Mm -hmm. so even like my wife right now i try to call to mind her an image of her face i can't do it yeah or my mom who i was just with recently or my son anyone it's a uh like a blank spot hey kid you want some candy you're not my dad oh shit, <laughs> oh, shit. i don't know what my kid looks like sorry <laughs> uh and it's a it's a thing that like m- my wife always like comments like if if i ever get kidnapped or something uh-huh. and you have to go like tell the police like to do a, like right. a, a sketch like have the neighbor do it yeah or something because you I just don't know what people look like. And all if I'm watching TV or we, we're looking at celebrities in a, in a movie or something, I am always like, is that so-and-so? She's like, no. Or who is that? She's like, that's Tom Cruise. I'm like, is it? Like, <laughs> is that Ben Midler? No. The most like <laughs> identifiable people, I have trouble just kind of like, and I'm a very visual person, which yeah. is, you know, I, I do design and, and drawing for a living, but I, in my brain, can't actually picture what, faces look like interesting so i can kind of under i can relate to the awkwardness of the idea of not having an inner monologue in your head right going not that i know what that would feel like or sound like but it is it's as awkward as just not being able to picture a face well i think what we're talking so 
I understand what you're saying. Like, so if we're kind of, I guess, talking about the way the different way that people like learn things, for example, like you can explain something to me verbally four times. And when we used to work here, I'm all, we got a dry erase board. I'll draw it on the dry erase board. Got it. It's cemented in my brain for a month. Like yeah. I don't, I don't need any more direction. Got it. You know what right. I mean? If you would tell me verbally every morning, I'm like, ah, like what, like what is it? What, else, what does that thing do again? Like how are we doing this? So we all like learn differently, or we retain information intellectually. It was differently from each other. Yeah, but one thing that helped us though that was cool is that I was actually able to implement the uh, interpretive dance right. to describe how like a trim detail, for example, but, but was going to go. I argue that's a visual component. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, that's true. So it's just uh, yeah. well, it's I, kind of a, a step between though. Yeah, when you did, I'm like, okay, so this is like kind of the frosting on the cake. So the dry erase board is the cake, and yeah. you know, the interpretive dance, like, okay, nice just to make cake. sure that yeah. you really you Everything know smooth sanded the, the edges and <laughs> left yes. a nice bevel on the. But they, as far as re- the way that people retain information, which is a concept that I think we all pretty easily kind of can take in, but the idea that some people don't have that internal monologue was shocking to me. It's mystifying. And not only that, like, I'm like, well, I guess I would have guessed maybe some people don't have that. I was like, but a large percentage of people, not a majority, but a very, like, a shockingly large number of people don't have that internal. So does that mean when they're sitting there, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Does that mean when they're sitting there not talking and let's say, you know, they're not hearing anything, um, they're in the woods by themselves and mm -hmm. they sit down on a log and they just sit there. No, well, silence. No, 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 no. Just thinking about something and internal monologue are two different things. Okay. Yeah. So internal monologue, like I think about that. I think about things vernacularly in my mind. I'm like, I'm, I'm talking in my mind and out loud, much to the dismay of my wife (laughs) is I'm, I'm going through the thing. I'm like, okay, here's my idea. Like I, I have to articulate it in my mind. I like, I have to write it as if I'm writing a college, like a something in, for school, right? I just yeah. Write, okay, okay. Here's my thesis, and my main idea is this. So let's just do a like a a, a a broad abstract of your idea. Okay. Now, why is that true? This, this, this doesn't work. Stop. Start over. Start at the top. Again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll do that. Well, I'm dry. I'll drive well, in complete silence and do this. And just, okay. Like, just because I want to think about these things. Okay, so I kind of misunderstood what you were saying in the beginning. So an internal monologue. There are. There are probably some people that just don't think about anything. They're called dogs. <laughs> they're called Max. <laughs> they, uh, they're called yogis. I mean, that's like some meditative think, skill. Think, that, <laughs> think about it like this. Is that it's, it explains, so we, we throw around the term, the concept of the NPC around all the time. Mm-hmm. And since I've, We've done this on the podcast. I've had people like, what's an NPC? I'm like, well, it's, I don't know, probably started out as like a 4chan thing or whatever, but it's non-player character. It's just someone who's in just in the background. Just They're just kind of taking up space. And I'm like, okay, think about it like this. The way that it applies to the way that you're asking me is like, oh, what, like, how does that play out in real life? Well, it's someone who either ignores or just just absolutely doesn't retain the capacity for critical thought. You know, to to take in information and decipher it in their mind, parse it out. You know, you uh, kind of compartmentalize it. Like oh, that makes sense to me, and this doesn't. It's people that are kind of the way I explain. It, they're just input only. It's just 
inf- they're, they're floating mm-hmm. around the world. Just in- give me the information. No, the, the common response to every question is, I don't know, never really thought about it. Yes. Yes. And so I think these are the people, the, the point that I'm making with this is that these are the people that we see that go around just, you question yourself going like, I think there's more of these people than I thought of that don't have this internal monologue. I mean, uh, obviously, this, these things exist on a gradient. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a binary system. It's not one or the other. Well, <clears throat> but when you when you walk around, I'm like, it's so <laughs> it's so odd to me to walk out in the wild and everyone's saying not everyone, but just as far as kind of the this inertia of like NPCs, they're all saying the exact same thing. It's like, well, yeah, we're standing with Ukraine, right? I was like, why are you all saying the same thing? Does no one have any, like, any, like, bend? Like, let's say you stand in the cream, but you don't have, like, your own kind of bend on this or a caveat, or maybe you don't stand with Ukraine, you know, just for example. Like, there's no, there's no, like, deviation from this, like, one single narrative. And that's always been, like, super disturbing to me. And that, we saw that play out in space during the COVID pandemic. And that's when I really started, like, thinking about these things. I think that in the NPC's defense, your brain, is wired in a way that is very uncommon and that <laughs> that's, that's, you sound just like my ex-girlfriend <laughs> it's a very polite way of putting it um, you can sit down with an idea and start thinking about it and needle down on it drill into it work it over in your head okay that's not right I'm going to start over from the beginning and I'm going to I'm going to recite that again to myself and it's the exact same thing that made you a shredding guitar player and a you know world class bass player <laughs> is that you are able to just focus so intensely on one thing and get it completely right in your head without anything else entering in or distracting you before you know it six hours has gone by you've been on the tour bus the whole time while everyone else is out enjoying the town that they're in you were just in there noodling meanwhile you come back to reality you don't know where your car keys your wallet or your phone are on any given day but you can like focus in on the deagle <laughs> statistics the deagle and <laughs> so you know when people say oh no never really thought about it like it m- most people are not wired that way. Yeah. And so it's not that surprising to me that they don't have the inner monologue in the way that you are describing it now to me. And I understand that this idea of this like running kind of monologue in your head that you're just yeah. constantly working on and constantly tweaking, constantly kind of uh, bouncing back and forth off of a wall inside your head. Like, no, I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friend, like friends that I have in our area here mm-hmm. where we live that are salt of the earth people that I love and that would do just about anything for me. The kind of people that when they find out that you're moving, they just show up to help you right. move like yep. salt of the earth people. Yeah. They're not thinking about things the way we are. Yes. No, you no, know? no. And they're not, they don't have that inner monologue. Absolutely. And when I tell them this stuff, like we had some friends over for dinner for drinks the other night and I was reading them. <laughs> I'm such a, horrible like host you come to my house be prepared that table 19 pounds yeah (laughs) be prepared for me to recite the gulag archipelago to you at the dinner table (laughs) merry christmas (laughs) i was reading passages out of uh gulag archipelago and which i finished by the way and uh was a lovely read i would highly highly i can't recommend it highly enough i'm rereading it now so good 
And, but when I read it to them, they were like, you know, I finished these really important passages. I think I read them on the podcast too, but they were just like, whoa, you know, it struck them as heavily as you would expect it to strike anyone. Yeah. They got it. They knew how intense that was, but they're not going to go all day long dwelling on it. Yeah. Listening to it, reading it, rereading it, trying to relate it to the the world that that you and I live in, that we all live in. They're not going to do that. And I don't know, maybe it's, maybe that was it. You know, maybe this podcast is us inviting people over for drinks and then reading them the Gulag Archipelago. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, this podcast is for people who don't want to necessarily do the work. Let us do it for you. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a little bit pretentious, uh, pretentious for me to say, but nonetheless, it's, uh, I don't know if it is that, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy for those people that can take it that way. Um, that they, they like what we're, what we're doing and, and kind of shedding some light on that stuff that it does take a lot of time, effort, energy, work, diligence, uh, dogged, you know, attention to detail to do, um, to dig into this stuff and to, to bring it to light. So I'm glad you brought that up because what made me think of these kind of studies I was reading is that I was thinking about, I wasn't making a demonization in my head and like, Oh, there's all these like NPC. I'm like, I don't mean that in the pejorative kind of spirit that it sounds, which I probably should have worded that better, but is it made me think like these are a lot of people that are close friends of mine, like family members, you know, people I I love to death, you know, and and I would do anything for. I'm just like, hey, I just don't think they really think about any of this stuff. And yeah. I, I talk about things with people, and they just they just kind of shrug, like, huh? Yeah, I never really thought about. It. I'm like, and I always think it's weird because I probably my prison might be kind of locked from the inside to a certain extent. I think so. I'm like I just think of this stuff like all the time, but I've even had like every like you, if you look at things like like it was one of the questions I get is like what this is what we're supposed to do? Why can't you just do it? I'm like I, because I don't fucking anyone in authority. I just don't fucking trust. And you look at things. Have you ever heard of the Milgram study? No. So the Milgram study showed that. Um, only about 25% of people have the ability to resist authority or to even like push back against the directives given to right. perceived authority. Right. Like I just figured like, I don't, we all have this natural part of our brain and <laughs> apparently not. When I hear those stories, <laughs> I'm always like, fuck that motherfucker. I would be the one person. Fuck you. And you would be the one person. Yeah. And I'd be locked <laughs> if they're locked up in solitary confinement. But no, I'm, I have never been the one that will go along with that kind of shit. I hear those stories and I just think, how can people not resist? You know, like the, uh, the Stanford prison yeah, experiment. Same thing. I look at stuff like that. You know, for example, this is totally sounds like I'm tooting my own horn here, mm-hmm. but it's just take it as an example of um, of just just of me doing something that was not easy to do. In uh, enough caveats, I was in Sparrow Pizza in Cottingtown Mall mm-hmm. on our senior trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We're driving down from Ferndale to the airport to go to Mexico. And we were, I was sitting in Sparrow with my buddy Austin. And in the booth next to us, a, a old man, old lady were sitting. And the, uh, the old lady started choking on her pizza. Mm-hmm. And the old man got up and tried to give her the Heimlich maneuver. They must have been in their 
seventies, mm-hmm. frail, kind of older people. And it wasn't working. He was just too like frail to yeah. too weak to, to do anything. And everyone in the restaurant was just standing there watching this happen. Really? And there was this sense of like embarrassment. You know, there's like a, um, I had a boss tell me one time when I was probably 20 years old that he thinks the main reason that people cheat on their spouses is because they don't want to hurt the feelings of the person who they're cheating with. And so, so, (laughs) so someone comes on to them and they don't have the balls to say no. Huh? And he was older than me and I just, and he had had experience, I think in that world. I don't know if he cheated on his wife or, or not, but his point, whether he's right or not, his point is well taken. There is a kind of societal norm that you don't want to upset the apple cart in, in your social surroundings. And so I'm sitting there, same thing in Sparrow, nobody's doing anything. And this old man is not able to give his wife the Heimlich maneuver. Right. Nothing's happening. Everyone's just standing there watching it. And I just went, fuck this. And I pushed Austin out of the way, got up, Pushed the old man out of the way, grabbed the lady, boom, 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 gave her the Heimlich, boom, popped out the pizza. Really? Yeah. You never told me that story. Yeah. And then tried to sit back down and yeah. finish my lunch, but like I, you know, I grabbed my soda. I just, I was there for like one second. I grabbed my soda and like tried to like put it to my lips yeah. and my hand was shaking so bad I couldn't even grab the the straw. Yeah. It was just like, my adrenaline was just through the roof. Right. And I looked at my buddy Austin. I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and we left. But, um, you know, so I didn't tell that story to toot my own horn. I was just saying that there's this like urge not to upset the, the comfortable yeah. situation that we all have. And I think that most people live and exist in that kind of, that realm. And I get that. I understand like yeah. you need your community, you need your tribe to, um, accept you and not, you know, be upset by your presence or be too, you know, you can't be too bold and you can't be too meek and you have to like fit right in or else your ancient hunter gatherer tribe will kick you to the curb and then you're dead. Right. Yeah, I agree. And what gets scary to me though, and I, the way that I've heard it explained to me and due to my vast (laughs) middle of the night research I've done on it is there are um, like there's there there are notions proposed that what they're doing is just tapping into your like kind of primal DNA, and what people doing is whatever everyone's doing, people just kind of gravitate towards it. Like just do that thing too, because what you are doing, we've talked about this a lot, is you know whether it's with the masks or your stance on Ukraine or the vaccine or whatever. It's like you don't want to step out of line because when you step out of line that deviates from that primal kind of lineal path that your brain sets out. You step out of line, then the tribe's looking at you like, we don't know if we can trust you. Now, whether this is true or not, they say like, you know, back when resources were scarce and, you know, it had to be like, you had a 100% trust, you know, the person next to you. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you know, where the, the, um, the idea of being ostracized from the tribe comes from. It's like, we just can't trust you. We're wasting resources on you. Like, you know, if we're going to battle, like I can't trust you, you know, you're not going along with the flow. We're going to get rid of you. How true that is. I don't know. It kind of makes sense. I think there definitely is a connection there. It, it definitely, but the way it is now where we are, you know, not in these 
primal times is it creates this almost like inertia of stupidity because the things that are being done aren't being decided for the good of the tribe. They're being directives giving from a fucking higher political power, like political elites. And these people you can't trust. They don't have our best interests in mind. And when they come out and say like, here's what you guys got to do. You're going to lock down your schools and you're going to wear masks and you're going to take this vaccine and then you're going to take a booster and then another booster and another booster and another booster. And people go like, okay, this is what we're having to do. Like we're all on board, right? We're a tribe. And someone steps out and goes, I'm not, no, this doesn't make sense. I think this this gets into that 25%, mm-hmm. which is probably a newer phenomenon, obviously, because they didn't do psychological studies during the caveman days. But the people that go, that just have a, a, a natural inclination to push back against authority. And they say, I'm not pushing, you know, I'm not saying no. I'm just, I have some questions. And we just ask the questions, it becomes, you know, you, um, you immediately start that ostracization, that ostracization kind of process begins. Yeah. People start like screaming at you many things. And I've had these conversations with like going back to what we're talking about with, you know, people that don't have that inner monologue or maybe they have like a kind of a bare minimum of it. I've had these conversations with people like, like bright, like educated, like functional people, like doing society, right. Raising families, went to school, you know, we have a good job and everything. And you just bring up like simple questions with them and you say something like, so the flu disappeared 2021. Isn't that weird? Do you find that weird? It's like, well, no, no, it makes sense because we're all wearing masks. Okay. So you're saying masks work. Yeah. Masks work. That's why the flu disappeared. Okay. So what about COVID? Why didn't COVID disappear? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So what about vaccines? Like, the, does the COVID vaccine work? Yeah, of course it works. Again, what happened to COVID? Because if you're saying masks work and vaccines work for the COVID, but flu disappeared during that same period and COVID was through the roof, I'm just, I'm not trying to do a gotcha thing here. But your math is not holding water here. I'm just, have you thought this through at all? Like, I, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I, I'm not a doctor either. Well, <laughs> I'm just putting it like, within three sentences, I kind of dismantled like your entire ideology here. And you're, you're a bright person. You're, you know what I mean? You're, you're educated, you're functional, you're, you're an intelligent person. And it's not so much, I mean, the answer is, well, they combined you know, COVID, influenza, and pneumonia into the PSC category, right when the vaccine rollout came out. I mean, that's CDC data that you can look up, but not even getting that far down the road. Just saying like, you haven't thought this through at all. Like you have strong opinions on vaccines and masks, but you, it's like you got to like three degrees of your ideology and you just stopped. So and he, that's why I go like, I don't think you're one of those people, you just don't have that internal monologue. You're not, correct. You're not working these things out in your head. Yeah, I think that's, that's it's really interesting that you're, uh, drilling into this because I think you're hitting on something important that most people don't have the internal monologue per what you just brought up. And in a tribal setting, you kind of need most people to just be on board. Yeah. I mean, imagine a tribe made of you and me like it'd be a fucking <laughs> disaster <laughs> right? i know how much all your fucking furniture weighs 
right? You need you need to have uh, people that are kind of stretching the boundaries and you know looking for the best opportunities for the tribe but you also need people again this sounds arrogant but you also need people just to kind of fall in yeah and be the devoted tribe members that are just down for whatever that are going to show up on moving day and help you move your furniture and know you know based on what you tell them how much it weighs so i think that um it's it's interesting because what the media, what the elites, what the capitalists and the, well, and I shouldn't put capital lump it in like that. The, the <coughs> democratic elites have co-opted and kind of hijacked in our society is this tribal mentality where they have be, they've given themselves this position of authority and they're expecting all the people with no inner monologue, all the NPCs, and it's sounds derogatory, but it really shouldn't be. I don't think we should think of these people anymore as um, less than. No, no, you absolutely know, not. These yeah, people, not yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you are, but I just want to make that clear that like this is not a derogatory thing. That we need all these people on board. Well, what's happened is that their their idea, their identity, their tribal identity that you can't get rid of. It's in your DNA. It's an innate part of who you are as a human being. Has been hijacked by these corrupt political elites and they've used it against all of us so that when they when they look at people like you and me and we come up with questions basic questions like well you know if if that guy died on the field from being hit in the chest how come no one else has died Mm -hmm. from that are we sure that the vaccine wasn't the cause of his death we ask questions like that Boom. Immediately, we are considered outcasts. We should be kicked out of the tribe. And it's, you have just this huge, loud, cacophonous energy put into demonizing anyone that even asks those questions. It's very easy for these people to, um, their, their tribal allegiance to be co-opted by the elites. Yeah. Right? And we, people like us, get easily deemed as outsiders. It's a very sophisticated yet simple psyop yeah right and um it's good that we're battling that i don't know how effective we are in it i think to some degree i mean i think the people that are listening to this podcast probably side more with us than they do with the elites who are trying to yeah my corrupt them my suspicion is that we are galvanizing not so much as adding <laughs> to, to the to the yeah. to the gang which is well, which is totally fine by it's me it's fine you know what the the choir needs preaching too also <laughs> yes the you were referring to the incident with uh Damar Hamlin mm-hmm. that's his name from the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. yeah and that was wild to see because you were watching the game and you texted me about it mm-hmm. and you're like yeah it looks like something looks like a heart thing you know you know, we don't know what happened or whatever, but something definitely, all these things we've seen with the European soccer players, like mm-hmm. we just saw on Monday Night Football, which is, isn't, I think Monday Night Football is the most watched sporting event in the U.S. I think it's the most, most watched TV show of all time. Yeah. And I immediately start seeing the immediate outrage um, being directed at people asking if he was vaxxed, mm-hmm. which it, my first thought on that was 
It's like, you know, this, this insane, like, vitriol of someone asking a question, like, well, was he vaxxed? Um, I'm sure he was. What, 95% of the NFL's vaxxed, I think, something like that, and bills are... Assuming that they were not given a placebo, which <laughs> is a theory. Yes. But it that 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 behavior that I saw, that tribalist behavior, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, you know, we talked about uh, two podcasts ago, the way that a lot, you no, know, the last podcast, the way that a lot of the kind of perspectives have flip-flopped from left to right, which is as loaded as those terms are, and what that behavior reminded me of when I was seeing this of like someone like, was he vaxxed? Like, could this be vaccine related? And it was like, you, you know, just hatred coming towards that person. How dare you? How disrespectful. It's disgusting that you would even ask that. It reminded me of like watching Fox News in like 2001, 2002 and watching Bill, Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. and some guy would come on and go like, so it just doesn't, so 9-11, you know, with 19 hijackers, you know, 18 of them were for Saudi Arabia. Um, why are we invading Iraq? Can you explain it to me? And he would just go like, I'm not going to sit here and let you slander the troops. I will yeah. not have that on my show. That's disgusting. It's totally. disgusting that you'd even ask that. And I will not have that. Like, that, yes, seditious, terroristic behavior. Totally. And when I saw this going with, about the anti-vax stuff, I'm like, you guys are the same fucking people. Totally. Guys, there's no difference between you. Like, this, people are asking questions. Did you know between 1964 and two, 1965 and 2004, there were just over a thousand people that had. Uh, heart-related deaths, professional athletes. Is that just right? over a thousand people? Yeah. From 2021 to now, we had just over a thousand. So in that same in, in that same period, we wow. had roughly the same amount. I'm not allowed to ask if that's at all vaccine-related. That's disgusting behavior. I'm asking questions. I don't want yeah. people to die. That's why I'm asking this question. It's a question. That doesn't make it fucking disrespectful. No, and it's not to say. I mean, it is possible that this guy died from what? What's the disease called? Where you get hit in the chest? Uh, cor- uh, uh, commodio cordis. Commodio cordis. So, I was watching that live right after it happened. Our attorney Mike called me. And I answered the phone like this. I said, yeah, I'm watching. And he's like, oh, I'm on the road. What are you watching? And I was like, oh, dude, you haven't seen this? This guy just got, this guy just like collapsed on the field in Monday Night Football. And he said, oh, wow. I, uh, I saw, I had an experience in college or in high school where a guy got hit in the chest and he died from Commodio Cordis. Mm-hmm. Without, he wasn't watching the game. He didn't know what was happening. He's not, you know, bent on any narrative or anything. Yeah. He just said that on the phone with me, like live, like nothing had happened in the game yet. It just happened. Yeah. So it is his first reaction was that's what it was. Yeah. Right. It is very possible that that's absolutely what it was. Yeah. Why can't we ask the question? Yeah. Could this be vaccine related? Right. We know that vaccines have adverse effects it's widely reported it's i think the from the people that are on this kind of aggression campaign against the people asking the question is they they have the motives mixed up in their head it's like oh you guys are trying to like make a political point like no i want people to stop fucking dying i'm tired of watching people die and being injured and having strokes and heart attacks that's that's what i want i want this guy to live 
I want all these athletes. I want athletes to stop dying. I want children to stop dying. I want always. Be, that's that's why we're bringing up these questions. And also, I think there's a there's a a glaring irony in that because I saw this like happen online. I was like looking at some of these people, and some of these people I know because I've been following and I've seen their the things they've been saying for the last three years. Is when they say, "How dare you ask that he was vaxxed? I was like, "Motherfucker." You yeah. wanted to ask me yeah. if I was vaxxed, if I could go into a restaurant in San Francisco. Totally. So fuck right off about that. Totally. That drives me insane. Yeah. It's fucked up. You heard what the the most recent uh, explanation for uh, adverse effects of the vaccine, the heart myocarditis and other heart conditions from the vaccine? Is? I can tell you the best one I've heard. It was Happy Heart. It was some celebrating the World Cup. It was an Egyptian guy. He was just too happy. Yeah, it's called Happy Heart. And he died. Now, this is a news article. This is a headline. He died from Happy Heart. I have a quote-unquote peer-reviewed article in front of me mm-hmm. right now that is blaming COVID-19 adverse effect deaths on stress created by anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Yep. The misinterpretation of perceived side effects is that stress caused by anti-vaxxers is killing people. Babe, look, I wouldn't be cheating on you if you weren't constantly stressing me out by accusing me that's cheating on you. Exactly. That's how this works. It's exactly why we need to go to therapy. Firelight burns bright 